Welcome to the Complete Engineering Podcast, brought to you by the College of Engineering. We are Nebraska, where we build complete engineers with the technical and non-technical skills to do big things. Visit us at engineering.unl.edu. Welcome to another episode of the Complete Engineering Podcast, hosted by the University of Nebraska College of Engineering. I'm Matt Honke. And I'm Carl Vogel. Today we are joined by Jade McWilliams and Lindsay Jarima. Jade is a coordinator of student development and engineering student services and is part of the student development team that has helped students set and reach their academic, personal, and professional goals. She has been instrumental in developing programs like the Multicultural Engineering Program, Women in Engineering Program, and the Engineering Readiness Academy. And Lindsay is a senior in chemical and biomolecular engineering, has been a leader in numerous student organizations, including being a driving force in organizing the university's chapter of OSTEM, which is out in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And it strives to provide community for and empower LGBTQ plus students in STEM fields to succeed academically and professionally. So along those lines, speaking of community, we take great pride here at the University of Nebraska in diversity and inclusion. Uh, as you walk down the hallways, you'll see all our welcome signs posted around. Jade, I'll, I'll start with you. How do you see a sense of community being developed here in the College of Engineering? A huge part of my job is to make sure that there are opportunities for community to develop from day one. As soon as you become an engineering student, you come to campus before classes even start. My job is to make sure that there's opportunities for you to meet all the other students who are coming in with you, all the faculty in your department, all the upperclassmen who are so excited to welcome you to campus. A lot of the programs that I develop are based around giving students the opportunity to just see each other. The first day on campus is always awkward. Do you remember your first day on campus? I remember being really scared. I didn't know where anything was. Um, The day before classes, I went all around to the different buildings, and then it was like a weekend, and I didn't have card access, so I couldn't find the actual room, so I was still nervous about it. (laughs) I just remember a lot of nervousness um, before starting school, and then stuff that did help me diffuse that nervousness was I did the newbie program when I started. I met other students in my hall. I was a part of a learning community Mm -hmm. um, and all these other little pieces that kind of foster community even before you know that you have to actively look for it. It's kind of gently put to you in a way that you just kind of find automatically. What exactly is the newbie experience? So newbie stands for Nebraska undergraduates becoming engineers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, It's a two-day event that happens the week before classes start. So like right after students move in, they come to newbie. And it's just for College of Engineering students. And first day is like a big welcome to the college. And you get to meet other students in your major and meet some faculty from your major and ask those questions of like, Someone said I had to buy textbooks. Where do I do that? So you can ask questions like that on the first day. But most importantly, meet other students who are in the college first year. They're also here for the first day on campus. And you can do the awkward, hi, my name is Jade. I'm from here. Where are you from? And it's not weird. Right. (laughs) Um, And then the second day is an industry experience day. So we go on industry tours all around either Lincoln or Omaha. We kind of go back and forth. So it's an opportunity for students to see what their major looks like in the real world, where they could potentially be interning, co-oping, or working for ish years from that day. Now, now, Lindsay, you are so outgoing and fun. I can't imagine you would have been awkward (laughs) on day one, but how... How was newbie experience for you to, to get to meet new people at the at the start? So when I came to UNL, the amount of people I knew in the College of Engineering, I could count on zero hands. Mm-hmm. So I um, was really 
excited to meet new students and also had no idea what they would be like and just had no idea what I was getting into. Um, still wasn't even like fully committed to engineering other than a declaration of a major. And I had no idea what I was doing or what to do with my hands or where to stand or how to like introduce myself. They're like, how do I make myself look like an engineer? Like, I'm here. What do, I don't know. How much milk should I drink beforehand? Like, what, do I, what do I do? Yeah, the newbie experience was so important to meeting other engineering students. And while you do get that if you live in a learning community, my roommate at the time was uh, rushing for a sorority. So then she actually wasn't able to do the newbie experience. And then another one of my roommates hadn't moved in yet. And then the one roommate that I did know was going to that. So it was like, okay, I know one person, we can talk for a little bit, and then I can also meet other people. Um, and that was like my gateway into actually meeting other students in the College of Engineering. Like you mentioned, the all are welcome signs, and those are important for everyone to see and constantly be reminded of. Um, and these organizations are almost like a personalized you are welcome here sign, and that really does a lot for students. And you mentioned learning community. It's something we haven't talked about. Can you explain what a learning community is for people who might not know and why it's beneficial? Sure. So our learning communities are little communities set up in the residence hall where you can enroll and take classes with some of your other engineering fellow students. And so you all live on the same floor. You take some classes together. And then there's programming every week or month to give you all a chance to connect with each other. So they're academically focused in the sense that you all are taking classes together and you're all likely in similar majors. But really the focus of a learning community is having the opportunity to say, you know, I live in my dorm room, me and my roommate, we both have a similar interest in engineering in some way. And then I can walk outside my door and the person on my left and the person on my right, they're also interested in engineering. Absolutely. Lindsay was in a learning community. So yeah. one of the byproducts from that obviously is creating an immediate support group. For right. people going through the same things you're going through. Yeah. How did that help you? So what was big for me was the transition from high school to college uh, was very rough in terms of actually having to study. Because I never had to do that before. And like, oh, you have to study to pass a class? What a concept. <laughs> so when I had uh, Calc 1, even though I was familiar with Calc concepts from high school, it was just very different taking it as a college class. So when everyone in my learning community, we would all be studying for the same test with the same professor at the same time. So it was really nice that the people around you are generally they're busy when you're busy. And it really helps to kind of keep you on track with when you should be paying attention to specific classes because you have a lot of that in common. Jade, can you go a little further into what different programs and what do we have in place that helps to encourage and foster diversity in the College of Engineering? Right now, we're working on launching the Multicultural Engineering Program and the Women in Engineering Program. These are huge diversity initiative programs that we're really, really excited about. The point of the programs really is, again, to offer a place of community for students before classes even really start. So the students who are joining these programs are all committed to both leadership and diversity and perhaps the advancement of women in engineering in a personal way, really the women and the men who are joining the women in engineering program agree as a group, there should be more women in STEM and in engineering. And sure. I care about that. And I want to be around other people who also care about that. And so next year, we are starting with the very first cohort of women in engineering. Is that correct? correct? Yes. What specifically does the women in engineering program offer and the multicultural engineering program, what do those two programs offer to students? Mm -hmm. So they're kind of like sibling programs. So they op they operate really similarly, and they're designed in the same way. 
The only difference really is the commitment that each of the students of those groups really has. Ultimately, you start taking classes together as a group. So the Multicultural Engineering Program and the Women in Engineering Program will take their freshman engineering seminar all together. They'll have success coaching with me every month. And we do events and programs around topics that will help them succeed in their first year. So like how to adjust to studying if you've literally (laughs) never had to do it before in your life and how to overcome like perhaps the shame or guilt surrounding like I don't know how to study and I feel like everyone else knows how to study. And also I failed my first exam. Nobody else is failing. What do I do? First bad grade. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's life shattering. What went into the decision-making process for somebody from Pennsylvania to want to come to Nebraska? Yeah, it's like 956 miles from my original address that I moved from. You said um, like as if like about 956. <laughs> it's exactly 956. It's exactly 956, like .0. Um, I was looking at, number one, what different scholarships other schools offered. I was looking specifically for an engineering education in the Big Ten. I wanted to go to a big state school. I wanted to move away from home and really branch out. I was also looking at Penn State. I also didn't know that I was gay before I moved, and otherwise I might have been scared to do that. But now that I'm here and have like found all this community and then helped to found community and stuff like that, I would not change anything or have it any other way. It turns out you can actually create community wherever you are, so (laughs) not a big deal. So being in a learning community was crucial because that really fostered that initial step of exiting my dorm room door and kind of like putting a toe in the water and just like expanding out slowly. And that's like a safe expansion too, because like I said, you can assume the person next to you is probably also in engineering. Right. So like, hey, what's your major? Is like, okay. (laughs) So it's safe to say that having those different communities around you right from the start were crucial in your early success, which as you mentioned, Jade, is crucial to your long-term success. Absolutely. If those communities yeah. hadn't been there or if you hadn't taken the initiative and created communities that weren't there, the, the likelihood of the long-term success wouldn't have been the same probably. Programs like the Multicultural Engineering Program and the Women in Engineering Program, my job is to make sure that they always have at least one person to talk to. And then as they as their network grows on campus, like how Lindsay's network gradually grew on campus, for almost everything that you need support for, you have perhaps someone different to go to to turn to. This is the Complete Engineering Podcast, and that's in reference to our Complete Engineer Initiative. And there's six major components of that. Intercultural appreciation, leadership, teamwork, self-management, service and civic responsibility, and engineering ethics. Uh, Lindsay, with you, teamwork and, and leadership, we've talked about the great programs we have in the engineering college. You've gone outside of the engineering college and started university-wide programs. What led you to do that and what skills are important that you use to be able to create something that wasn't there before and that is benefiting students all across the entire university? What inspired me to create a chapter of OSTEM here, because it is a national organization, was Mm -hmm. a conference that I attended um, when I was a sophomore that has a similar mission to OSTEM, Mm -hmm. um, but it was more specifically for engineering. So I went to this conference. I met with industry professionals and students from all all over the United States and Puerto Rico who identify as LGBTQ plus and engineers who identify as LGBTQ plus and engineers and meeting all of those people and being inspired by industry professionals and seeing an aerospace engineer with super short hair, just like mine, really encouraged me to stay in engineering and then also bring back that feeling with me to our campus. I was so inspired by this conference. I really wanted other people to feel inspired in the same way. 
um, and being able to eventually hand off leadership in OSTEM to other people who were taking it over because it was an organization that they felt was valuable and actually wanted to continue being a part of and I was no longer doing all the work for it has been just infinitely meaningful to me. Well, I think that's the, the true test of leadership right there is, is to create something to see it through and now you're leaving it in a place where someone else is now going to be tasked with taking it over. That's a great job on your part, and I know the College of Engineering is very proud to have students like you. It has meant the world for me. It's like a really good reminder that I'm okay with going somewhere else because being able to move from really far away and come to Lincoln and then sort of build a community around me, not just with OSTEM, Mm -hmm. but meeting and expanding out to everybody in general, has taught me that no matter where I go, I'll be able to do that because I've done it before. How is it that you guys see this complete engineering initiative and these other programs helping to build those non-technical skills. So I I think that the complete engineer initiative is basically a reminder that you have to have experiences in order to develop those skills, right? So like you can't say, I want to work on my intercultural appreciation. So I'm going to go take this class and sit down and listen to someone talk to me about how important other cultures are. (laughs) The only way that you're going to develop in that skill area is to go out and have experiences that then feed into that skill. You individually are able to interact with that experience and then reflect on that experience and say, hey, I learned something. And now because of that experience, I have this new perspective or I've grown and my perspective has grown or whatever it may be. So the Complete Engineer Initiative really pushes our students to go out and take advantage of the opportunities that exist in the College of Engineering and interact with them in a very aware way. 100%. I think it does a really good job of sort of framing the culture that we want to see in the College of Engineering at UNL. So if you asked any College of Engineering anywhere, maybe 50 years ago, um, about what their priorities are in creating engineers. The goal wasn't necessarily to create people who interact with the world in a very dynamic way like we're trying to create in the College of Engineering at UNL. The priority was, can you solve these equations? Can you do this math? Can you figure out this problem? And then that's it. And without all that other context, you're really lacking a lot of excellent engineering potential that comes from those things. And you've had internships and co-op opportunities. How have you seen the importance of those things from a professional standpoint? My first internship or job was a co-op with UTC Aerospace Systems out in York, Nebraska. So um, the culture was very different than what I often surround myself with on campus at UNL. I would like drive my Prius down row after row of the biggest pickup trucks I've ever seen in my life. And then I learned that I had a lot in common with a lot of the other operators and engineers that I worked with, despite the fact that we are so different. Um, And I didn't have many of the problems that I anticipated having. So being able to actually put myself outside of just my role at this job and interact and find my abilities for teamwork and leadership in that role were instrumental to my success for it. And I still work there part time. And then I also had an internship or a co-op with Cargill corn milling. And that was also in a smaller town, but north of Omaha. So that culture was different because a lot of the engineers would live in Omaha and then commute to Blair. So the people I worked with day to day were from a larger city. So the interactions I had there were very different than the interactions that I had at UTC Aerospace Systems. And the biggest thing I learned was that teamwork isn't just like, can you work with other people to accomplish a task? It's can you work with other people in your daily life all the time? 
in general. And actually learning how to appreciate the differences between people takes you a long way, even in a job where what you're physically trying to accomplish doesn't have anything to do with appreciating the differences in people. I think what you find is you work from from one job to the next, the technical skills, the engineering skills, they have to be there just like they always were in the past. But to be truly successful in any career that we have now, it's being able to adapt to the different culture of the business or the different teams that you're going to be working with. And so all these different what we call soft skills really are as important as anything. And so that's that's great that that's what we're really focusing on with our complete engineer. Uh, Jade, how can current students and future students, how can they connect with these College of Engineering programs and student organizations? So through my office, Engineering Student Services, we're always looking for current students to help us connect with other students all the time. Like Lindsay has helped us on multiple occasions. We'll just like stand in front of this poster and say hi to people. Um, Or like we hire students to be mentors for some of these programs, or we hire students to come and help promote them. But primarily, if you're an incoming student, you're eligible to participate in the Engineering Readiness Academy, all of our three learning communities. We have one that's kind of like a general engineering community. We have one based on robotics and we have another on human performance. And then the Multicultural Engineering Program and the Women in Engineering Program are four-year cohort programs. So you start your first year all together, day one, and then you go through your four years together and hopefully you all graduate together four years later. To get involved in a student organization, not only can you find all that information on the College of Engineering's website, but all of our student organizations come together for a big red welcome event. So you can come and see all the organizations that are offered on campus during the first week of classes. And then the College of Engineering has a very specific one called Rock the Block, where all of our engineering student organizations come in give you free stuff and say, come to our meetings, sign up for our email list. (laughs) What does OSTEM do to get new members? We try to put ourselves into every come see our booth situation that there is. (laughs) So there's one specifically for the College of Engineering. There's Big Red Welcome. And because STEM encompasses a lot more than just the College of Engineering, but we are technically an engineering organization, we will also do the, uh, what is that called, like a student organization fair mm -hmm. um, for like the College of Arts and Sciences and other areas as well, just to try and make sure the whole campus knows that we're here. We've actually had two students switch into engineering from other STEM-related principles. So, like, I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, oh, this engineering thing. Lindsay's really awesome. It's possible. (laughs) How can I hang out with her all the time? (laughs) All right. It's lightning round time again. Dog or cat? Dog. Who is your favorite superhero? Uh, Jen Skidmore. Favorite tailgating food? Hot dogs. Have you ever used a slide rule? No. First video game that you owned? I think it was Legend of Zelda on N64. Favorite musical genre? Uh, pop. What was your favorite toy growing up? I had like this little baby doll that had like a beanbag body but hard arms and legs. <laughs> I have no idea. If you could time travel, to when would you go? Uh, like 600 years in the future. Oh, cool. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how strict were your parents? Ooh, like an 8. I couldn't wear shorts until I started college. <laughs> That's like an 11. <laughs> you can say I could it. do other things, like stay up late. <laughs> At what cost? <laughs> do you know how to run a VCR? Yeah. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. What's your pet peeve? Um, people who are not aware of how they're existing in the space around other people. 
Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Herbie Husker or Lil Red? Lil Red, I guess. Thank you very much, Jade and Lindsay, for joining us on the episode today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Complete Engineering Podcast. For more information, visit us at engineering.unl.edu.